Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. I'm Andy White and I'm joined today by... Felice Sailing. Hello, Felice. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you doing? Working far too hard. Massive push in the other business this week. Almost slept under the desk. Ended up sleeping at a hotel. Anyway, less of that. Um, personas. I know that we've grazed the subject before, but we haven't got into it again for a while. Yeah, we've touched on them um, before. So I just thought we'd talk a little bit about how you go about creating personas, um, why they're important and um, what you can be using them for in your sort of day to day. Yeah, the idea of, um, of personas kind of moves on from um, sort of normal demographic data mm. that I think most companies hold about their customers. You know, they, they kind of understand the breakdown in terms of male, female or age range, yeah. possibly what kind of industry they're working in, what their job might be. Um, but personas looks more at personalizing the understanding of your customers. So you actually start to build a group of composite characters based on things like needs and attitudes and beliefs, Mm. um, you know, motivating factors, um, what their pain points are, um, either around your business or around sort of other related topics. So you're building up a model in your sort of marketing head of the theoretical people that might be interested in you. Yeah, to the point where you can actually give them a name. You know, and a lot of companies do that. Can you give them silly names? You can give them whatever name you want, really. Okay. You know, you, you know if they've got pets and if they have, if they've got a dog or a cat or a hamster, um, you know, how many kids they've got. So mm. you, you actually create this sort of make-believe um, individual people. Um, and they form the basis of your core customer groups. And the idea is the more you know about your customer um, and each group, the better you can communicate with them. Um, because you understand what's going to connect with them, mm. what they're going to like, what they're not going to like, what problems they really want you to solve, um, which just makes all of your marketing, all of your communications, your customer service, the way you outline your website, mm. um, how you group products together, how you sell your services, just makes it all flow a much flow much better and just make it a lot more effective. Because it makes it more tangible, doesn't it? It does remind me, remind me a little bit of, because uh, I keep going on about software development because I'm a software developer. We have these things called user stories. Yes. Which is almost kind of the same thing because you're making a little story a real, more real. Yeah. And it helps you to kind of work out how it should be working. I guess it's the same with personas and marketing, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And I think some people, yeah, I think I've seen them called user stories as well mm. must have been a software developer that called it a user story <laughs> yep somebody up there somewhere but again i think you know for in, in terms of content marketing it's something that we you know that we do quite a lot mm. um and i think you know from sort of maybe a, a more tech or web-based perspective it would have been more around a sort of user journey 
Um, So, you know, what are the steps that a customer takes, you know, from sort of entering a site to actually signing up or Mm. achieving whatever goal it is you want them to achieve? Of course, we covered user journeys recently, didn't we, on a recent, was it the last podcast or the one before, Um, I think? Yeah, we were, yeah, we were talking about digital disrupting. Yes, the perturbation of the user journey. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's all changed now. Yeah, so this obviously goes a lot wider because you're looking at not just what's happening on the site, but what are these people doing in their day-to-day lives? Mm. Um, how do they use the web? Um, how do they make decisions about purchases? Do they make them on their own or do they gather information first, go back and consult with a, a partner or family or, you know, asking friends for recommendations? Mm. You know, are they more engaged on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest? And I think, you know, there's so much information out there. You know, there's so many people live their lives online um, that actually there's no excuse for not knowing, um, you know, what your customers are doing. Because, mm. um, you know, with a bit of time um, and, a little, you know, a little bit of, of research, you can, you know, pull these sort of characters together um, relatively easily. Um, obviously, there's, you know, depending on the size of the company, there may be sort of more work. Well, uh, I was going to ask, to I mean, how many personas, I mean, would it be obvious if you'd just got too many, like if there were like 200 personas or something? It, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> T1 just probably, probably a bit too much. Yeah. Um, but again, I think it, it depends on the, on the kind of business. Um, yeah. And if you say, if you have um, sort of some very distinct services, uh, mm. so you might have maybe four or five distinct services, yeah. you'd be looking at creating maybe, um, you know, two to three personas for each one. So it's about the natural breakdown, and it's not necessarily creating a new persona mm. for, um, you know, for, for maybe one specific characteristic that you can't decide on. It's about looking at it from a user need perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you could be thinking about, say, if you know that, um, you know, one of your core customer groups, you know, is parents. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're selling either children's products or sort of childcare services or anything relating to, sort of parenthood it's about understanding how you know how that group breaks down into potentially subgroups so it mm. could be you know expectant parents or it could be parents that have several children um and work full time or you know do they have one parent at home and does that make a difference in how they purchase products um you know what is it they're they're worrying about or or looking to be solved when they come to you mm. um so it's more basing it on that side of things it's about understanding how to personally connect um, with your customers and trying to answer and preempt the questions that they might have before they have to ask them. So do personas differ from market segments? Are they different things? They are, yes. I mean, the market segments, you would have some of that data. Mm. Um, you know, when you're looking at, at creating personas, you would have the normal kind of data. So you'd have things like your age, location, gender, status, mm. um, you know, annual like income levels education levels all of the kind of stuff that you'd be using um to segment your audience down but with the personas then you move it on and you're looking at the more softer insights Mm. um and it's that moving it on that allows you to connect with people and connect with your customers in a much more engaging way in a more meaningful way right um and from the customer's perspective they get that sense of you really understand me and you understand what i'm looking for um, which is, you know, then when you can, you can really target, so you're, you're doing more mm. with less. You know, if you've got your, your basic customer data and you've got your basic segments, you can, you know, that does obviously help. Mm. But if your competitors or other people in your industry understand your customers better, you know, they're always going to have the edge. So, um, you know, it's about moving it on to a point where you're putting the customer 
needs mm. and you know the customer's personality right at the heart of everything so you're not just delivering the service that people are looking for you know the right time the right price all of those kind of things but you're delivering it in the right way um you know and you're delivering it on the platform that the customer's on rather than making them come to you um you're engaging with them around the conversations they're already having and it just gives you you know it just gives you such a it sounds like personas are broader and deeper than segments to me they are i mean like i said you know by the end of it you would have a person um and that you know that would look you know could look like me Mm. um you know you'd understand everything about me Mm. you understand what makes me tick Mm. what i'm interested in you know what's going to put me off Mm. um you know what's going to excite me Mm. so it means if you're sending communication out there that's aimed at me you know you i'm going to connect with it um because it's you know it's aimed directly at me rather than just somebody in my age group um or you know that 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 may be female and the same age and living in brighton Mm. um you know, that's, there's still quite a, a large range within that group of things that we are going to be interested in. Yeah. So what about processes, Felice? I mean, I mean for example, what should you include when you're, when you're sort of outlining a persona? Yeah, well, there's, um, I mean, it's, it's, it, it can be quite a piece of work, but done well, it's mm. worth it. Um, I think normally we'd, um, you know, if, you, if we're talking to people about developing personas, depending on how far they're at at the moment, the the normal channels would be um you know market research is a big one um so you can you know actually get a company to go out there and survey you know a proportion of people you can you know if you know your market your market segments to basic level mm. then obviously that you know that can help um but you know design some questions that are really going to pull out from um from your customers what you know what you want to know um, that company will then analyze those results and pull out those key trends for you and help you to understand how they relate to your business and how they relate to the different channels that you have mm. um, on offer. Things like customer surveys work really well. Um, so, you know, just asking customers, uh, sending out, you know, sending out a survey to them and saying, you know, what is it you like about us? Yeah. Uh, what is it you don't like? What would you like to see better? Would you recommend us to a friend? All of those yeah. things can really start to help you understand if your customers had a... I never fill those in, you know. In your experience, what sort of hit rate do you normally get with those? Well, I mean, it can vary. And actually, people not filling them out can be sort of maybe an indication that you haven't right. got it quite right. <laughs> um, but I think you can, you know, you can incentivize, you can, mm. you know, take email addresses and, um, oh, well, obviously, you've got email addresses, but you can take, um, ask people to submit their details and enter them into a prize draw. They, they normally work quite well. You know, if, say, you're a clothing company offering vouchers mm. um you know can be a nice way to get people just to fill them in i think make them as as easy and simple as possible um for people to complete and obviously don't go back too far so if a customer you know is, is quite an old customer um perhaps hasn't interacted with you for about a year mm. the chances are they're probably not going to fill out a survey um and it can be something that you can run over a couple of months as well so you could you know start off with customers you've interacted with over the last three months and then do it for all new customers and just follow up with them or fairly soon after their purchase. Okay. Um, but that kind of data can, you know, can really help um, and give you such, you know, such valuable insight into what your customers actually think of you. Um, I think some, you know, some companies might be a little bit afraid to do that. Um, but I'd say, you know. <laughs> Case of what they might find out. Yeah, you know, you, don't, you never know. Um, you never know what your customers think of you until you actually ask them. I wonder if banks ever do that. Um, Sorry, I digress. No, I don't know. I think my bank had a one of those surveys pop up when I signed in. 
And I was like, skip, you know, if I'm signing in, I, I want to look at my bank balance. I don't want to an- answer a survey. So, you know, when you ask is always, is also quite a good one. Mm. You know, often following up with an email, these little pop-ups that come up on the screen when you're looking for something, you know, that they, 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 they can be quite good. You know, if somebody's got a lot of time, mm. um, but if somebody's come to your website and they're looking for a product, I wouldn't recommend putting a pop-up no. and asking people if they want to complete a survey because the chances are they've come to the site to do something. Yeah. Um, or come and read this interesting article and then five seconds after you load the page, a pop-up yes. obliterates it, which you can't remove in a mobile. Yes. Yes, I ah. had that the other day and I just left the site. I thought, you're annoying yeah. me now. Mm. Um, you know, how to put off customers before they're even customers. Mm. Um, so We are ranting a lot today, aren't we? We are ranting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with this, uh, actually, we could do this as a podcast, couldn't we? The yeah. most annoying... Um, yeah, the weekly rant. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, most annoying website functionality ever. Autoplay, don't even get me started on autoplay videos. Anyway, uh, back to personas. Yeah, so yeah, so customer research. And I'd say don't be afraid of hearing negative things mm. about your brand. You know, often we find with, you know, we, we talk to brands quite a lot. You know, we talk to them about their, their kind of offering and their USP. And we find when we talk to brands on a personal level, when you're talking to the marketing manager or the CEO, um, what actually comes across from them just doesn't correlate to the their web experience um, or the communication channels. And I think sometimes brands actually don't know what's special about them until somebody else points it out. Mm. Um, and so you may find, you know, you may find you get a bit of negativity back from some customers, but you may also find that it's your customers that tell you what they love most about your brand. And it could be something that you weren't even aware of. That's interesting, actually. That's very interesting. I never thought of that. No, we had, um, you know, we, we have a client and... Um, you know, we did a bit of a review of their, you know, their a review of their reviews, um, mm-hmm. you know, where people obviously have bought their products and then gone online and done a little video, mm. um, you know, and this, there was sort of certain themes that were coming up about the service that they really loved, you know, and basically they sell this product and it's one of those products that you think once it's been opened and used, you, you can't send it back if you change your mind. Mm. Um, but they provide like a small section 
um, almost like a trial sized pack with the, you know, with the product. Mm. Um, and you can open that trial. If you don't like it, you can still send the, the full one back. Um, and, you know, that was that was a winner yeah. uh, for their customers, a really big winner. But you go onto the website um, and obviously they show you the packaging with this small bit attached. But there's no selling of that uh, any, you know, really anywhere on the website. Um, you go to the home page and, it, you know, it's not explicitly outlined to customers. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, that takes actually takes the risk out of buying. People are much more likely to purchase if they know that, you know, if there's anything at all wrong with it or if they just don't like it, mm. it doesn't match, you know, they can send it straight back. So, you know, sometimes getting customers feedback um, can really, you know, just give you a bit of insight into what they think of you. Mm. You know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a massive project. You know, you can do something like, you know, SurveyMonkey is free. You know, just design up some questions. Yeah, this is this online survey creating system. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes. Form. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and they have templates in there as well. And they've got things mm. like customer satisfaction templates. And so they've got a lot of the questions designed for you. Um, you know, you can just send it out to, to your customers and, mm. you know, offer people tries draw entry or something if they fill it in. Um, you know, just watch the results come in and, you know, just see what people say about you. If you wanted to take a step further, if, say, some things came up in the customer survey that you thought you'd like to explore more, um, customer working groups, they can be quite good, which is, you know, you can either do it on the phone, so mm. select certain customers, um, you know, and just have a bit more of an in-depth conversation with them or bring customers together in little groups, have working yeah. groups with them and, you know, maybe present them with, you know, some alternative concepts or just run them through um, a few scenarios and again, it just, you know, starts to sort of build up a bit more of a picture um, about what people enjoy about the brand and what they don't. Sure. So that's actually getting customers into into the office, effectively. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it can be your office, um, you know, especially, you know, if, if the brand is, you know, if the brand is quite interesting or the products are quite interesting, it's sometimes quite nice for people to come in and have mm. a little, you know, look, look, see about what, what's going on in the background or the chance to meet people and, and just have an input, especially if they're a regular customer. Yeah. Have it actually being able to come in and, and say what they like about about you as a brand. You know, it can be quite a nice sort of engagement exercise on its own. What I'm really interested in actually, Felice, I know that having experience in working for quite a few companies over the years, I know that often companies either have a very small budget for things like this or a very small sort of or no marketing department. Yeah. What would you say to because I know a lot of our listeners are quite sometimes are one man bands or they're quite small. What would you say to people like that that perhaps don't have the resources to do a big sort of uh, operation? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, obviously things like the market research and, and, and customer insight uh, works up to that, you know, can get quite expensive. Mm. Um, but that, there's actually quite a lot you can do with actually just a little bit of time and a computer. So, you know, you can still use, you could still do something like a customer survey using yeah. something like SurveyMonkey. You know, make it a little bit smaller, maybe doing a slightly smaller selection. Mm. Um, but things like just having a look at your, you know, your through your customer service records, looking at how are calls being dealt with, how are inquiries being dealt with, how many complaints do you get, and yeah. what are those complaints, um, and just see if there's any running themes. Are there, you know, just common questions that people are asking over and over and over again? Um, if so, then you know that's a sort of clear indicator. That's a question that you really need to answer on the website. Um, because it may be that people are calling because they can't find that information. Doing things like a bit of keyword research yeah. can be quite helpful. Um, AdWords, you know, Google AdWords is very good um, at that. You know, you can put in obviously the the kind of main keywords for your brand, and what it will do is it will come up with alternative searches, mm -hmm. um, and it will come up with kind of related phrases as well. 
um, and longer tail keywords. And that can start to give you a bit of an insight as to what your customers are actually searching for. So, you know, it could be that they're not, you know, they're not necessarily searching for your product by name. They might be searching for, you know, it could be the sort of query base, like the how do I, what's the best way to... Mm. um, and, you know, looking at obviously things like location-based search as well, you know, those people that are searching within specific areas, are they searching slightly differently? Um, which, again, you just start to give you a bit of, start to build up a bit of a picture. Um, reading articles and blogs that are written for your customer group yeah. as well. They're really, you know, they can be really interesting, especially the ones that, you know, you, that are quite well known or are quite popular because they will understand their audience really well. So look at what they're saying and how they're saying it, um, and look at the kind of comments that people are leaving. You know, read what they're saying. That's um, always very interesting. It's, yeah, it's really, <laughs> and it's, you know, like I said, you know, coming back to the, you know, the parent thing, you know, if you're looking at, if, if parents are a, a core customer group, you know, go on to things like Mumsnet um, mm. and look at this sort of the popular topics and what are people engaging in around that and how can you relate those issues back to your, back to your business. And it's, you know, not necessarily about looking at just your service. It's about what else can you be talking about that's linked and that's going to, be, you know, be of interest and help to bring your, your customers in um, through other channels. Um, and speaking of channels, um, you know, just looking at whether there are different conversations happening on different platforms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're looking at the types of groups people are engaging with on Facebook, are they different and are the conversations different and the topics different? to those that are happening on Twitter um, or Pinterest or within the YouTube comments. Um, you know, and again, that starts to break down some of that, um, this, this particular persona group. Um, mm. You know, it's much more active on Twitter. So if we're looking at promoting services or we're looking at, at getting onto Twitter, these are the people we're talking to on there, which means that you're not saying everything to everyone and you're just, you know, you're just getting lost in the noise. You know, most people would have analytics loaded onto their website Mm. you know normally for the sort of persona stuff you'd need um someone you know fairly expert level to start pulling out that kind of data but even just a bit of a play around you can start to see you know think about the steps you would expect a customer to take on your website yeah and just you know have a look at the at the user journey data and see whether that's actually reflected in reality um you know are people going to product pages and then going to the help section or then going to the contact us and calling you. Yeah. Um, you know, while that may be a good thing, you think, oh, brilliant, they love the product, they're calling us. It may be that they're calling you because they've got a question that's not being answered. Yeah. Um, you know, so so things like that and just having a go at maybe, you know, updating stuff and, um, you know, testing new content on the website and seeing if calls go down or purchases go up. And it's worth just sort of that, that kind of testing um, assumptions yeah. based on... Um, you know, the research. And all this helps you to develop those yeah, personas. Yeah, it's about really, you know, really caring about your customers, mm. genuinely wanting mm. to get to know them. You know, the end goal mm. is nearly always, you know, to increase revenue or increase brand awareness and purely kind of selfish, I guess, um, goals. But if you take the approach that, the, you know, that you want to engage with your customers on a more personal level, um, you know, that's actually one of the best ways to get to that end goal. Um, and making them feel like you care, making them yes. feel like yes. you're the kind of brand that gets them more than the others. Mm. Um, you know, that's when you'll start to, you know, see that kind of level of customer advocacy and repeat customers and, you know, things like reviews and recommendations going up um, and then, you know, yes. run a survey again in six months and 
see what people are saying about you then. It really highlights actually that, I mean, you mentioned a couple of times about um, mm. looking at data and it really highlights the importance of saving that data, capturing yeah. it and saving it. I mean, you mentioned, for example, um, you know, the types of mm. calls that come in and, and user journeys on the website yeah. and stuff like it's that. It's so important. Um, you know, I mean, obviously data has to be used alongside, you know, a, a bit of insight. Um, you mm. know, this, data, you know, can tell you whatever you want. Uh, you know, yeah. we've heard all about that this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, the data you collect, it's so, is going to be so valuable to you. And I think, you know, I know a lot of, you know, still a lot of companies that don't record their calls, that don't make a note of their customer inquiries. And you think you're missing out, you know, every time a customer mm. interacts with you, you can gain insight from that. Um, so record everything, keep a note of everything, um, you know, track as much as you can on the website, um, you know, yeah. get analytics installed if you haven't got it. Um, you know, there's so many yeah. how-to videos and tutorials and things on there. It's never been simpler. Maybe we should have a separate show all about how to record your customer interactions. We will, actually. I think we've got Jerry coming on uh, the podcast in a ah. couple of weeks. Um Talking about yeah, that very so subject, so he's been doing a bit of um, yeah. building on this, uh, creating personas. Honestly, listeners, this wasn't planned. I didn't realise Jerry was coming on. <laughs> no, it's just pure coincidence. Um, so he's going to be t- right. talking about building personas from a data perspective. It'd be nice to hear from Jerry again. I think we've only heard from him we once, have, haven't we, yes. so far? Yeah, we're really keen to get him to do some more. He's a real data yes. whiz. Has a very soothing voice, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Well, with that, I think we should probably call it a day. Um, thank you very much for listening. So listen, go out and uh, develop your personas, your your virtual um, hypothetical clients and customers, and that will help you in your marketing journey. So brought to you by Site Visibility. Uh, of course, the website, sitevisibility.com slash podcast is where you're going to find the podcast. Podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk is where to send emails. And if you want to ask a question or leave a comment, an audio comment, then um, plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero is the number to call. And of course, you can find us on iTunes. And we love reviews and ratings, don't we, Felice? Yes, we do. So we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 